Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of What's On Your Mind. I'm Oscar and I'm joined by, as always, my good friend Bradley Butler, who moments ago just killed his dog. Why? He's barking. I love the way you say I'm Oscar and then you like say my entire government name. Like trying to expose me for uh, killing my dog or something. Um, but well, my dog is well and alive. He's just got to to shut up um, in a peaceful way. That's not what you WhatsApp me. <sighs> yeah, well, stop, stop exposing my WhatsApp you, man, because I'm going to WhatsApp you something that you don't want to see. Um, right, so what are we talking about today, Oscar? So today we are going to be trading. By the way, I completely messed up that intro as well because they didn't ask you what's in your mind either. What's that? I messed up that intro because usually we were meant to start with what's on your mind and I just completely fucked that up. Oh, well, it is what it is. It happens. Life happens. Um, so, but today, yeah. we're going to be doing some deep questions. Yep, we're going to be asking each of us some deep questions. That, to be honest, that was like the whole point of this podcast. Right? That's the whole thing that started this podcast. Yeah, it's very true. Was us just asking each of like really deep questions and then just sort of answering them, I guess. Right? Like so, debating them. Yeah, basically. Um, we have we have another podcast episode idea that we want to get into, but it's going to take a little bit of a while to plan. Um, I'll will t- tell you what the, I'll tell you what it is, so you you sort of know. Uh, me and Oscar are going to have like a little episode where we talk, we discuss things that we actually disagree on and try and debate about them. Um, yeah. But the main thing is trying to find what we actually do disagree on. Very true. So, who wants to start with the questions? Do you want me to start with a question? I've got plenty of questions. I've got like 25 written down. Yeah, go for it. This might be a two-parter. Um, you never know. Uh, so, right, so this one's like kind of simple. Like, what do you like most about people? Oh, that's a good question. Um, well, like in general? Yeah, so like what do you like about people? Like in general, what do you like about them? Uh, you know what? I think I like, like, there's, um, and I don't know if this is kind of what you're going for, but I like, like, um, there's, um, diverse, you know what I mean? There's, there's, uh, there's diversity in people, like, you know, for example, at, at, at my, at my work, you know, there's different people from, like, different backgrounds, different religions. Do you mean, like, like, everyone's unique? Yeah, not everyone's the same. I mean, yeah, I get that because a lot of that is it's true, isn't it? Like a lot of humans are, are unique. Everyone's sort of unique in their own way. Um, which is they're not like you know the question like what is normal? Do you know what I mean? Like everyone's so yeah. different. What what constitutes as normal? Okay, yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, what do you? Okay, what about what, you? Uh, what about me? Yeah, um, I don't like many people to be honest. Um. Honest. I guess uh, the people that do the gr- do things that are like great, you know, like the people who do great things and don't get like public recognition for it, and they continue to do those things every day. You know, things like firefighters, police officers, you know, soldiers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of great humanity within humanity, like. It's not all that we're not all, you know, 
the entire population of the planet isn't evil. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good in the world yeah. that does outweigh the bad. It's just we hear about the bad because that's what that's what gets clicks and views. You know what I mean? So. Unfortunately, the bad outweighs the good sometimes. Well, I I blame social media for that personally, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll get into that in a bit. But Makes sense. on the on the other side of the spectrum, what do you dislike most about people? Uh, I think people that are ignorant and arrogant. I think that is probably it. Or yeah, the... I hate arrogance and I hate uh, ignorance. Hypocrisy is the biggest one as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I just think, you know, it's okay to be good at something, but or it's okay to know something, but don't bloody, you know, show it off a hundred times. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, There's a difference between self-confidence and self-love and arrogance, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But arrogance is thinking yeah. that you're better than everyone. Confidence is, like... Knowing that you're good at it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think some people don't know when... No, I think some people do know when that line is crossed, and they just do it anyway. A lot of people are assholes, that's the thing. Um, do you have a question, or do you want me to ask another one? No, i got a question for you, mate. i right, got a question. Yeah, go on. Is someone... And again, these are totally random, they came into my head. Is someone born racist or they brought up a racist? No, they're brought up. Racism, homophobia, every everything like that. Every personal view is based on based on one's environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I I've grown up around. There, there's some members of my family that are slightly racist. Yeah. You know, and as a kid, I was obviously ignorant to that, so I thought that was the norm. Then as I grew mm-hmm. up, I grew out of that sort of stupid shit. I, my views completely changed, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's definitely an environmental factor, in my opinion. To be honest, I don't even know if it's an opinion. I feel like it's more of a fact. Like, you can't be born racist. Like, nobody's no, born with the hatred of, like, a black person. But where do they get that from? They get that from their influential authority figures, you know? Like, their parents and stuff. So, I think it's environmental. What are you? Do you yeah. think that? No, that, that, answer, that answer makes, makes sense. Because I don't... Yeah. If you're... Yeah, because I guess if, 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 if you're racist, it's more to do with the, your upbringing, isn't it? Well, I'm sorry, but... I feel like it's a bit weird. I think it would be very weird biologically how someone can be born to hate a specific race or something like that. Yeah, that would be a bit strange, wouldn't it? It'd be very weird, in my opinion. Yeah. So, some power. I mean, I mean, I'm not being funny, but if it was, if if you were born racist, I feel like it's something that you can't really change, right? So, but there are people out there that change their point of view based on learning, instead of. But they've brought up in that ignorance bubble of racism. Yeah, so I get you. I de- yeah, I definitely think it's it's upbringing more than, but it's not not necessarily upbringing either. It can be traumatic events. There have been you know, there have been cases where someone's been quite racist because like say a family member is like sexually assaulted by like five black guys. You know, there's there's 
that you know traumatic events can trigger that sort of hate for that specific race. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's that's. So I don't yeah. think it's necessarily upbringing. I think it's circumstances more than anything. Not even. Do you know? What, to be honest, I changed my mind. It's not even environment. It's literally circumstance. You grow up in a racist family. You know, you're gonna. You might end up sharing those views, but some people don't. Some people grow up without being that ignorant. Realize, you know, oh, there's no point being racist. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's yeah, that's 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 yeah, it's good. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, you got another question, or do you want me to ask another one? No, nah, let's go one each. All right. Um. All right. This one's quite deep. This one, cause I really want to ask this one, so I want to get this one in early. Mm-hmm. Um. What's your favorite thing about our friendship? Uh, uh Bloody hell, that is deep. Uh, favorite thing about our friendship. Um, you know what? I think it's That's um, a balls deep question, that bro. Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna just be like, some friend here has yet to think about it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you automatically know, I feel like it's it's less fake if you have to think about because there's so many there's so many positive aspects to a friendship. But what is your favorite part of it? Do you know what I mean? So it's quite hard to think about. It's not like it's not something you think about every day. Do you know what I mean? No, no, because you know you just love being their friend, so you're their friend, but you don't really know like why or that. You know what it is? I think the first thing that comes to mind is like understanding. Like, and what I mean by that is like we get each other pretty well. Does that make sense? Like you. Yeah, I think we have a good we have a good flow with each other. We're definitely kind of opposites. Do you know what I mean? In like terms of life. Like yeah, our, we are. Our we personalities, really are. we're definitely opposite. I think that's what makes it great. I think yeah, that's a, that's another that's another really good point. Like we're we're kind of, we are a complete sort of opposite. We thing. basically are opposites, but we we're somewhere in the middle where we merge with the same same personality. You know I mean, there's something about Some our way, personality. Somehow. Huh? Some way, somehow. Some way, somehow, there's something that merges together that causes us to be friends. Um. But yeah, I get you. Understand, and we understand each other. And I feel like I mean, we listen to each other quite well. I mean, kind of. I'm gonna ask you a question based on this. How do we? How let's say, for example, had you not been into editing, like when we met in college, had had we both not, let's say, you weren't into editing like I would, would we be friends? Yeah. I think so. I have friends yeah. that I have nothing in common with, to be honest. If no, like, as in, as in, like, would... Because I feel like the editing thing kind of, like, sparked it. Do you know what I mean? I think the editing gave us a path to go down to become a friend, like, for it to become a friendship. But yeah. I think that was just a kickstart more than, like, a, a, a defining factor of our friendship. Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, we love editing, but at the end of the day, like, here we are on a podcast talking about completely different things. Because we I enjoy know, right? doing something. Like, to be honest, we barely talk about editing anymore. If you yeah. think about it, we mostly just talk about stuff in life. At the end of the day, it's the same with me and Oscar, right? Me and Oscar, like, me and Oscar Wilson, like, we, we were, like, the best mates, but we don't necessarily have loads in common. 
but we like yeah. we share the same sort of humor, same sort of personalities, you know, things like that. But I think I think it was just a shared interest that sparked the path to a friendship. But I I don't think it would have been if if um if I if we carried on talking, there was no reason that we couldn't be friends. No, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've got right. nothing against you. There's nothing to hold against you. So what's the point of not being friends? You know. What about you? What? Like, as in, like, what's your favorite? Oh, um, I have to say yeah. the same. Yeah. I have to say the same. Like, you know, we we flow flow very well. We have good conversations. Um, we're both, like I said, we're both opposites. Like, my sense of humor is quite quite dark and vulgar and i mean and you 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 find it funny and you find it like shocking at the same time you know what i mean so it's like but at the end of the day there's always that like genuine mutual respect you know like that conversation we had last night i'd make a joke about something but then i'd get down to it like yeah but for real you know like what's going on in that situation and things you know what i mean but it's interesting you say you have like a dark vulgar sense of humor yeah, you mentioned like hypocrisy in that mm. first question, right? Don't forget, I watch um, Jimmy Carr, right? So I'd be a hypocrite myself to criticize your humor. No, I don't think you criticize my humor. There's a shock factor to it. Which... Well, if I were to criticize it rather, so. Um, like, because you don't like Jimmy Carr, you don't criticize his humor. You find it funny, but it's a shock factor to you. Right? You're like, oh, I can't believe you said that, but it's funny. You know what I mean? I guess, yeah, I guess that's yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, that's sort yeah. of similar with the things I say. You're like Jesus Christ. You're like you know, like yeah. I'll make a joke about like like with a girl, about a girl with you. You'll be like fuck off, like you know, like laughing about it. But yeah, like, fuck off, mate. But obviously, it's not it's not your kind of personality to make that joke yourself. But I think the I... best thing about our friendship is that we understand each other. <laughs> it's funny you say that because. Um, you know, you know, on Sunday I said, "Can I ask your advice on something?" And immediately you said to me, "Always pull out." <laughs> Do you know what? Speaking of hypocrisy, I don't know why I told you that. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I just called myself out for that. Like, I can't. Like, when I tell people, like, when I make a joke, like, you know, don't be silly, wrap your willy. Like, I'm the biggest hypocrite in the world for that. Because, um, like, yeah, because I said, because I wanted advice, you were like, always pull out. So I just said to you, fuck off. And then you were like, that's rude. Yeah, that was a bit rude. <laughs> um, but in the end, I gave you, I, I feel like I gave you decent advice in the end. Always pull out is not the advice I was looking for. Well, it's good advice, is it not? That's not what, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, gar- I guarantee in the future he'll be using that, he'll be using that advice. I guarantee it. Well, probably, yeah. Exactly. So, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, man, you know, I'm, I'm, my advice is the, the thing you don't need, but you, uh, no, that you don't want, but you need, you know? So, guys, I was in serious need of help, and he decided just to message me that. How disgraceful. Yeah. Sometimes I just give Oscar, like, quotes of wisdom throughout life, you know? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what part of that is wisdom to you? Avoid pregnancy, I guess. That's actually pretty good advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. So, you got a question for me now? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got some written down, but I don't know. Uh, I know, yeah, I've got, this is kind of a deep one as well. Mm. Um, what are dreams to you? What are dreams? In terms of what, Maybe. like, dreams, like, in life, or, like, just dreams that you have when you fall asleep? Like, when you fall asleep. Yeah, I should, I should have made that clear. Sorry, yeah, when you fall asleep. I think they're um, a message from your subconscious. Because mm. okay. they always say that dreams always have a meaning, that. right? Like, um, if you have a dream uh, that you are cheating on your partner, they say that you're not necessarily cheating on your partner, but there's something in life that you feel guilty about that you need to talk to your partner about. Um, yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. Or, you know, if there's, you know, you're having a dream where, like, I have a lot of dreams where I always have a fight with my dad. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, I'll have a fight with my dad or I'll kill my dad, like, a lot. Um, uh, But the thing is, there's a lot of pain in, in that dream for me. It's not just anger, it's pain. Like, I had a dream uh, a while ago, a couple of weeks ago. I remember it quite vividly because it, it was quite traumatic. Where, um, basically, my dad basically told me he didn't love me and stuff like that, and... Like I remember in the dream, I was like, I had, like, I basically broke down from it, and I think that is like a sort of link to, um, obviously my father issues and thing, my daddy issues. I think dreams yeah. are like not getting all deep. You don't need to. There's no sympathy here, guys. Okay, I'm just say, I'm just stating, using it as, as an example. I think it's um, I think it's your mind, sort of your brain. I don't know, trying to process the way you truly feel. Because there's yeah. a lot of the time where people don't actually know how they really feel. Like, as a kid, when I went to therapy, I didn't realise how much anger I actually had towards my dad. And I think after that was when I realised how much of an arsehole my dad actually was. As a kid, I'd always, like, you know, want... I'd always, like, think... I wouldn't think bad about my dad like my sister or my mum would because I didn't understand it. But then when I went to therapy you know, it, it all came out that I had a lot of resentment and anger towards my dad. So I think people don't truly know how they feel about things. So I feel like dreams are just their way of saying things. And sometimes, to be honest, man, I, there are dreams where I have no idea what the fuck they're supposed to mean. You know, like, when you're getting chased by a dinosaur, like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Do you know what I mean? But I think it there's always a meaning behind it. So I think it is just genuinely your subconscious. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's a really solid answer, I think, yeah. What do you, what do you think, Neil? You know what, that was a really bad question, because I actually didn't think about my answer. Because <laughs> I know there's some uh, people that go, oh, it's like your alternate self. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. I th- uh, you know, I've had some strange dreams. Um, I've got one dream I want to I want to say. Yeah? You know what, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it. Go for it. So, when I lost a family member to COVID yeah. two years ago, a few days, a few days later, I had, there was, I had a few dreams, but this one particular dream has, has stuck with me ever since. Yeah. And the dream goes like this: me and this person were in the kitchen talking, unusual, like nothing had happened. Yeah. We're talking, but the twist, I guess you could say, was this person knew he passed away, and this person knew that I was dreaming, and. Conversation goes on, conversation goes on, and he and they just say to me, "It's okay, it's okay," and it fades out. 
That sounds to me like it could have been a bit of a lucid dream where you know that you're dreaming. What? You think? Maybe, like, I also think it maybe might be your mind trying to deal with the grief of the loss of that person. Maybe. Like, by maybe. telling itself, you know, it's okay, everything's going to be fine. Um, and the funny thing is, like, so, yeah, so th they knew I was dreaming. And I think in the dream, I was sort of confused. And then when I woke up, I wasn't sad and I wasn't happy. I yeah. was just really confused, like, for real. Yeah, I mean, it's probably your mind trying to tell you, like, it's going to be fine. You can get through this. Because at the end of the day, the best motivator in life is yourself. Mm. The only person you can really take advice from is your, your own brain. So... Very true. It's, you know, it's like, um, I mean, that, that advice thing is not necessarily true because obviously you can get advice from other people, but it's your brain that chooses whether or not to follow from it. So, you know, it's, I think it could be that. I mean, unless you'd want to look into it like more spiritually, you know, I mean, them, like their, like their soul or spirit telling you, you know, in your dream. But if we're, look, if we're looking at it like from like a, I guess a realistic perspective, I, I think it's your mind sort of telling you, you know, it's going to be okay. I had a few of those answers where some people would say, oh, it's kind of like him, you know, talking to you and stuff. I mean, that yeah, would be the I... best case scenario, right? Like he genuinely connected with you and told you, you know, everything's going to be fine. Like that would be a nice thing for it to be true, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Also, I'm not going to lie, slightly rude, he barged in my dream, how dare he. <laughs> yeah, you could have been dreaming about fucking anything, and he just, like, comes in. Like, imagine. Having <laughs> <laughs> a saucy dream, he just barges bar in, goes, yo, it's going to be okay. And you're just like, yeah, well, it was okay, until you came into the bloody room. It's like, excuse me, I'm trying, I'm trying to dream here, hey, yeah, leave, and come back later. Trying to escape the reality that is my life. Yeah, and you just barged in without even knocking on the door that doesn't even exist in my head. Yeah. I mean, have you noticed that you can't run in dreams? I haven't actually, no. Is that true? I don't think... I've never been able to run in my dream. I've never been able to jump properly. But there's no gravity. And I think that's because your body can't... Um, can't physically do it, so your brain can't process it properly. Have you ever had the falling dream? Yeah. Oh my god, I hate those. There's this theory that it's angels taking you up to heaven, but they accidentally drop you. They drop us? They fall fast. No, what did you say the theory was? That they drop oh, you? Oh, they drop you, and then you basically, your soul falls back into your body. What a bunch of assholes, they drop you. I don't know, how rude. And if, if, any, if anything, I know it's not true, because if anything, I'd be being dragged down, not taken up. Exactly. Also, we could get seriously hurt. <laughs> oh, I'm going to call injury lawyers for you for that shit, bro. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. I got, I got one, I got one. This one's quite, <laughs> this one's quite deep. This is a balls-deep question, all right? Mm -hmm. How am I doing as your friend, and how can I be a better friend to you? Shit. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, all right, well, this podcast is done. Guys, it's been an honour to do this podcast. I'm, I'm sad it's over already, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, 
Like, this is an honest question. I'm not going to be mad because, like, this could improve friendship. How am I doing as your friend and how can I do it? be a better friend to you? You know, I'm really fortunate in the fact that, um, such as yourself, or, um, you know, I'm like, um, I've got a good group of friends around me and um, now speaking about you specifically, I don't, I don't really, there's, there's nothing you can do better because like you're doing everything you can sort of thing, you know, I base friendship off, you know, I don't, there's no real, there's not, well I say I base, I don't really base off anything, but you know, kind of just like, I guess, usual things if that makes sense so like respect sort of thing you know being there for one another i mean you was there for me when i lost that family member that meant a lot um yeah and i think it's it's stuff like that that i value i don't, I don't really look I, i've never looked at it in terms of friendship i've never looked at it as oh i wish he or she could do that better you know I, i've never done that sort of thing uh I can't answer that second part, but that first part is my answer. Does that make sense? Okay, okay, okay. Alright, fair enough. Alright, onto your question. Um, I I got the, my answer would basically be the same. There's not really, you know, there's not really much to improve on, really, because you know, we're friends and there's nothing that's ever gone wrong. So. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, when we. <laughs> When we go to sleep, do you find it strange, just like it's quick, then we wake up? As in, not wake up, but like it goes by in a flash almost? You mean like how dreams, like you mean like how we go to sleep and then suddenly wake up? Yeah. Um, no, because I think that, I don't, I don't find it, I find it, I find it like cool, I don't find it weird, I find it interesting. How our brains can shut it, basically shut itself off. Essentially, um, like say like eight hours. I mean, I wish it was fucking eight hours, but let's say eight hours. Um, you know, it shuts off, and then you suddenly wake up. Um, it's a bit like how dreams are sometimes only like five minutes long. Yeah. But yet you've been asleep for like eight hours. Um. I I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's weird. I think it's just. I think it's interesting, and I don't think. There's really, I'm pretty sure there's not really enough like, um, research just yet to like understand our sleep process a, a yeah. lot. So, I, I mean, I don't know if there is. I could be wrong about that, but I, I find it interesting. I don't find it weird. What about you? Do you find it weird or do you find it like? I just find it strange. It's like it's not the same at all. But since we're talking about waking up quickly, uh, it's like when you get like. Um, anesthesia in like the surgery and like suddenly you're awake that, that I find that really strange see I've never had that I've always find found the idea of like how weird it would be if like one day say you passed out in your room and next thing you know, next thing you know you're oh. waking up in a hospital bed oh I, I've had anesthesia it's the weirdest thing in the world I feel like that would be weird because like obviously you're very confused and dazed and you have no idea what's going on you know what's funny right so I had like I had to have surgery like 2013 for my tooth don't ask um and then so i had it done right so like one minute mm -hmm. so i was brought in this room and of course i'm panicking because it's the first time having the surgery whoop-de-doo yeah um 
And then, like, the next minute, um, all I remember, I can tell you what I remember, all I remember is going in there, panicking. Yeah. It was the first surgery I've ever had, so I'm panicking. And at that point in my life, I've got, like, a fear of hospitals as well. So I don't like it. Right. Um, and then um, I'm lying there. I'm panicking. They're trying to, they're calming me down. They put, like, this mask on me. And then, yeah, like, my mom was with me. So she just, like, kissed me on the head. And then next minute I knew I was awake in, like, this ward. Yeah. And yeah. I was sort of a bit dazed and confused. And this very jolly nurse that uh, was next to me she's like oh good you're up let's go i'm like okay I, i've never experienced it but i feel like it would be very weird very strange mm-hmm. um okay um i've got one um so this one this one could be quite deep uh could you bring yourself to kill this is sort of a part Two parts says, Could you bring yourself to kill somebody else in defense? Oh, I know the answer to that before before you ask me it. Like, again, like, I know for a fact that I could. If if it meant saving my life, then yes, I would. Oh, saving, oh, that's a good point. Oh. Saving my own life because it's self defense, right? And if you're going to kill someone in self defense, it basically means your life against theirs. There's yeah. a way of there's a way of self defending yourself of obviously wow killing someone you're not going to go for the kill if they're not like that kind of danger but if they are that kind of danger you know you're gonna like um gonna basically kill them it's either them or you do you know what I mean Yeah I think if my life was at risk then yeah yeah uh, yeah because I guess like if you because otherwise you're just, like you're allowing them to kill you basically. Yeah. Alright, another part of that question is Could you bring yourself to kill someone to save a friend's life? Yeah. But what if they were innocent? Oh, bloody hell. Now I wish I didn't say yes to that. No, you're thinking they're attacking your friend. Now think if you had a choice, your friend or someone completely innocent that you don't really know. Could you bring yourself to kill that person to save your friend's life? I have no idea. They're innocent. Wait, do I know that they're innocent? It just says, what if they're innocent? No, no, as in, like, in, in the scenario. I guess I'm... so. Like, it's just a random person. Oh, great. Could be anyone. Oh, I don't know. Um... I hate this show. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see what you see, guys. See that the uh, verbal abuse I get. Here. Oh, shut up! Answer the damn question, boy. Did you bring yourself to do it? You're allowed to say yes. It doesn't make you look like a scumbag. I know, but it's uh, it's it's the you know, yeah. My answer would be yes. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, I don't know who this person is. Like, yeah, they may be innocent, but my, my friend might be innocent. And my friend is very dear to me. And I'm sorry, I'm... but I have no idea who this person is. So why wouldn't, why would I have to, why would I choose them over my friend? Oh, that's interesting. I was more thinking of it from, 
like, can't yeah, be honestly, selfish, but like I'd rather save my friend's life than some stranger. Oh no 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 no! For sure for sure. I think I was just thinking like I'm taking. Uh, I was gonna say I'm taking like an innocent life, but then they became I mean, my friends. It, yeah, like you basically are killing somebody to save your friend's life, so you are taking their life. Yeah. Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, because it's my friend. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's someone personal. Like okay, okay. Alright, that's that's my question for now. The Go. comments are going to be like, man, this Oscar guy, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'd be alright. Alright, you got um, a question? Let's see. Uh, oh, you know what, this kind of... I thought of this shortly after I asked you the one about um, racism. So, if someone was a racist, right, okay. and they they changed their views, would that would that change your view on that person? Yeah, yeah, it would. Um, because this is what this is what a lot of people disagree on. Right, there's a lot of people out there like that believe if someone's racist, the best thing to do is teach them different. Don't just blindly hate on that person teach them different right mm-hmm. so you know if you teach them different they 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 understand what they've done wrong they understand the pain that they've bought by saying things or doing things and then they change their ways you know, people deserve that second chance because it doesn't because if they're willing to change then why not give them that chance because that's what they want to do they want to understand the pain that they've caused or and things like that. Like there are people out there. There are literally like documentaries about KKK members now that are like you know activists for minority groups. Pain that they know he they know that they've caused that person or those people by doing yeah. and saying things. So why shouldn't they get that extra chance? Because there's a lot of the time it's not. It's like I said. It's it's circumstance and environment, right? So it's not necessarily their fault, right? Yeah. They've grown yeah. up when their influential people in their life tells them, you know, black people are disgusting or, you know, gay people are disgusting, you know, or never, never trust a black person, never trust a Chinese person. You know, that's that. So they that's ingrained in them. But if they learn to change. They deserve that second chance to prove themselves to be a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So. You know, like obviously, when you there's some things you can't really come back from at the end of the day. Like you know, say if there was a KKK member and he killed a black person, and then he saw the error of his ways, like you still can't really forgive him for killing somebody or taking somebody's life. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. But you can yep. sort of understand, like you can say, okay, well you've learned from your mistakes. I've, you know, that's then you can move on. But personally. I feel like I'm not really the one to give them that forgiveness. I don't feel like I have the right to do that. Yeah. But if they were like a personal friend of mine, then yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say, yeah, okay, I'm glad you saw the error of your ways. I'd be like the same with anything, really. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a strong answer, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess if you're brought up with that at... Um, if you're brought up with someone who has that attitude, it's it, you're you're gonna kind of like develop that same attitude. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like I said, a lot of the time they're not they're not born racist. They're you know, it racism is like a 
environmental factor. So yeah. if they if they change the way they are then they can change the way they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I I'd accept them. Um Okay. I'm gonna pick like the deeper ones I've got written down here. Um Okay, is there anything too serious to joke about? And what would that be if so? Um always pulling out. No I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing that's ever been said. Um is there anything too serious? Uh... Yeah, I think so. Um, what would they be? I mean, again, these are just our opinions, so I'm just going to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess in my head, it would be something like the Holocaust. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, you know, we were talking about Jimmy Carter earlier, and he's done a joke on that, and I don't like that joke. You know, I don't find it funny. Um, right. Um, I think stuff like that. I I don't I I don't see how you make uh a light sit like a light situation out of it. You know what I mean? Um. But yeah, I I mean I think that's the first thing that comes to mind. To be honest with you. See, I actually do disagree on that. Okay. Um, because I feel like anything can be joked about, but there's a difference between a dark joke and being an arsehole. A dark joke's not literally out to offend somebody. Being an arsehole is. So, say if I'm making fun of the Holocaust to a Jewish person to upset them, that's me being an arsehole. I can't Mm -hmm. just turn around and go, oh, you know, I'm joking. It's just a joke. Take a joke. It's just a dark joke. Whereas if I make a, just a joke about something that happened within the Holocaust, you know, that's just a dark joke. And to be honest, a lot of people use dark humour to process the horror of something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can watch a documentary about the Holocaust and think, oh, this is absolutely disgusting. The things that happen, it's just devastating. But then obviously, like, you'd make a joke to sort of just light, lighten the situation. You're not, like, making a light of the situation, but you're sort of light it light. Like in, in the mood, basically, because you know I've known, I I know I know this Jewish guy in college. You, you know he made jokes about the Holocaust because at the end of the day, like he'd rather joke about it than it can con- continuously be brought up to him as in in a bad light. You know, like it's part of it's part of like history. Like yeah, he he believed you know like it shouldn't be, it shouldn't always be the thing that you associate Jewish people with. And at the end of the day, most there's a lot of Jewish comedians out there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So who make like really dark jokes about things? But I think, I think it depends on the situation. I think it depends on the joke. There's like I said, there are some jokes that I think are more like leaning towards more being just being an arsehole instead of actually being a joke. Um, you think it also depends on. Um, not the person making the joke, but like for example, the audience. You know, I, I admit I can be quite, uh, I guess, sensitive. Do you think yep. it depends on that as well? 
Yeah, sort of. I think that... I I also think, like, you got to think, like, you know, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right, you know? So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, like I said, I think I think anything can be joked about in the, in a certain context, but it's whether it's like the right time or place. Yeah, I like, think you're you made a really good point. I think if someone is offended or upset by it, that doesn't make you right. It just means you didn't like that joke. Yeah. So like, say if I made a joke about the Holocaust, yeah, to a friend of mine who like he you know he's not Jewish, he, he's got a dark sense of humor uh, and he he's not personally attacked he's not personally attacked by that situation you know he he finds it funny like why shouldn't i make that joke because at the end yeah. of the day nobody's offended and nobody's offended by that joke at that time and it's not like I don't know how to say it. It's not like the situation would have changed because of my joke. You know what I mean? Like, I make a joke about the Holocaust. It's not like... It's not like everyone's going to suddenly hear it and then, you know, like... I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's... There's a time and place for it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um. You know, like... The same with the audience. You go to to watch a comedian like Jimmy Carr. You have to expect that kind of humor. Yeah, absolutely. You're you're absolutely right. And I went to see Jimmy last year in person. Um, yeah. Now, you know, you you just said you know, you um, if you're offended doesn't mean you're right. You know, that would be almost I don't know if hypocritical is that word here. If I went there. Right, and I just complained about all the jokes he made. Then, like, fuck What's no, the what point? Yeah, it's also like you have to understand: is that why can you joke about some things but not others? You know, why draw the line at the Holocaust, but you can joke about things like sexual assault or racism? But like, really if you point. say say you get sensitive about the Holocaust, but like I said, it doesn't make you right because at the end of the day, there's there are things that are happening today to people, to a lot of people, that people still make jokes about that people don't get offended about. Some people some people take some things personally and some people people don't don't take things personally. You know what I mean? Like so I feel like it's like I said, it's time and place. It's, it's bit, it depends on the audience that you're telling the joke to. But I personally think there's technically there are you're allowed to joke about anything. Um it just depends on who you're saying a joke to. If you're making, yeah. like, like I said, there's a difference between being an arsehole and making a joke. I think but, um, I remember, I remember, I can't remember what show it was. Jimmy made like a statement like that once, and he said something. He said something very similar to you, I think. Like he, his point was like, you know, I'm just telling jokes. I'm not here to offend anyone. We're just here for a night out. That's what I mean. Is it, if your goal is to just tell a joke, I get I got a lot of that from Ricky Gervais. Like he said something like that as well. He said, "You know, I'm just telling a joke. I'm not actually out to offend anyone. Like I'm not personally looking to hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, I'm just there to say like a really dark joke or a really like deep joke. And at the end of the day, if you know who they are and you go there to see them, you know what kind of jokes to expect. 
what and people gone. And like I got that quote, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. That is from that is from Ricky Gervais as well. Like you know, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Just because you're like you know, if you're offended by one thing, why should I be allowed to joke about something else? Do you know what I mean? What people, I, I, I'm not gonna say cannot do because they probably do it anyway. What people shouldn't do is go to a comedian like Jimmy, go there, know what he's gonna say, and then just. And get pissed oh. off about it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, you, when you go to like someone like Jimmy Carl, Ricky Gervais, you know they're going to make jokes about things like cancer. and You know, like, I, I know Jimmy made a, a pedophile... Uh, not Jimmy, well, Jimmy's made loads of pedophile jokes, but, like, Ricky Gervais has made a pedo joke. You know, like... If you go and see those people and you get offended by something that they say, just move on from that joke. Like, you didn't find it funny, you found it in poor taste, then move on. Do you know what I mean? I make a big deal out of it, but at the end of the day, you're you're not the only. One. The worst part is when someone gets offended for someone else. Like, oh, I've experienced that, but that sounds that sounds that just it, sounds really that that really annoys me the most. Is like, I'll make. I remember. I remember. Right, I've made a joke. My, I have a. I have a friend from Kuwait. Right, we were making really bad, really dark jokes towards each other. Right, he made yeah. he made a joke about me being. Um, white and things and things like that um and he started making jokes about um i can't remember what it was i can't remember what it was. but yeah he was making like because we had an american friend in our thing as well and he was you know making school shooter jokes and things and then i made it like a terrorist joke right okay um and we were laughing but there was you know there was someone in our in the party who got offended for my friend about my terrorist joke Okay. I'm sitting there thinking, why are you offended by that? Yeah. For one thing, I'm not even targeting anything to do with you. Secondly, it's not even pointed, it's not even directed at you, let alone targeting towards anything to do. Like, this guy was like a white English dude with like absolutely no religion, you know, and things like that. And like, he's he's getting offended about me making a terrorist joke to to my Muslim friend after we were literally making these jokes together. Like, yeah, okay, we shouldn't have been doing it. It was kind of bad. But at the end of the day, we were all doing it together and we were all having a fun time because we all were taking the joke as a joke. Like I said, we weren't actually out to offend anyone. We were just being snarky and making comments and jokes. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, Literally no one else's business. Yeah, literally. So it's like, you know, like if, if somebody makes a white, a white boy joke to me, I'm not going to be crying about it. I'm going to find it funny. And if I make a joke back to them... And they find that funny. No one has the right to be offended by that. It's almost, um, it's like the equivalent, right? Or, I mean, it's not, you know, I'm not comparing. But it's like, you know, you and I calling each other names on here and someone else gets offended on behalf of either you or me. Right, yeah, say, say <coughs> you have like a Jewish background, right? Yeah, yeah. So say if, you know, say if I was like a Christian and you made a joke about Christ. And then I made a joke about the Jewish people. Yeah. And we both found that funny. Yeah. No one has the right to get offended by that. No, that's yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the joke was directed towards each other and we both found it in humour. We found humour in it. We didn't get offended. Nobody has the right to get offended for us. Yeah, that's absolutely right, yeah. Um so that's that so that was that that was a bit of a tangent, but that's what I mean by like people getting offended by for someone else. Essentially. 
I think that kind of leads on to my next question, to be honest, I just thought of now. Yeah. Guys, I'm so, I'm I, so unprofessional. I just think of these on the spot. Yeah, I had a question that sort of did tie into that. Was what's, you sort of answered it for me. What's something you're sensitive about that you wish no one would joke about, which you kind of said was like the Holocaust, right? I mean, the question I have is, it's kind of more, just, I guess, to get your opinion on myself in this regard. Okay, so Jimmy, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to go back to Jimmy. Shocker, I know. Um... <laughs> So, as I said, he's made a joke about the Holocaust, right? Yeah. I remember, I mean, it happened, like, it's online. Like, it happened at, like, he does this segment where, like, he does, like, the most offensive jokes to see who he can offend sort of yeah. thing. Again, it's all in good fun. Like, he's not out to really target anyone or anything. But anyway, so he does the Holocaust joke. And now my question is, I guess, what's happened in my head? And I asked this in regards to, I watched it, and, like, I wanted to, like, laugh, but, like, I felt guilty. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, no, yeah, I get that. It's quite... It's like um when you watch something on TikTok, you just know that you're going to go to hell for laughing at it. <laughs> Not yeah. be laughing at such a thing. And the thing is, you look at the comments, and everyone's just like, I'm going to hell, I'm going to hell for laughing at this. Like, um... You know, there's things that you shouldn't be laughing at, but you laugh at and you feel guilty about it. But then I think it goes back to, um, and again, I'm not that type of guy to just, like, complain about him. I I chose to watch him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that that me being too sensitive, or is that just me sort of not knowing? You found it funny, right? I was close to laughing. I so you found it funny, but you felt guilty about laughing. That's not you being too sensitive. That's you. That's you being more sympathetic towards people that might be offended by the joke. Like, what do you think? I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like I said, you know, you've got Jewish heritage. Mm-hmm. So maybe that that in, internally you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't laugh at that because of the things that happened to my, you know, my people. Oh, I see what you mean. Maybe. Like, like subconsciously, sort of. Yeah, thing. sort of. But, like, I mean, it doesn't mean you're too sensitive. Because more sensitive would be like, oh, no, 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 you shouldn't joke about it. You shouldn't joke. But, like, again, it brings back to, like, you can't be offended by one thing and not another. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sorry, but, like, you know, things, like, these days are happening. Real things, like, sexual assault, child abuse. And if you joke about that and you laugh about that, but then you get offended by something that happened in the past, like the Holocaust or... um like slavery and things like that, you have no right to be offended. Sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? But I yeah. personally don't think that you were offended. You were, you were just you just have more of a guilty conscience. Or no, finding it funny. I don't think I you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say I was offended, right? Because I mean you said you, you were close to laughing, that's not being offended at all. No, I don't I'm not offended, but it's a weird one, right? Because I I don't understand and maybe this is more like Maybe this is another thing to discuss. I wonder if this is like a psychological thing where I'm laughing at some things and not others. It sounds really bad, I know, but I don't know. I mean, I get it. Like, like my childhood hero was Steve Irwin, right? When yeah. people make a joke about his death, I get kind of, it kind of personally, it's like, yeah, like, no, 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 don't, don't say that, don't say that. But then I'll make like a really, really bad dark joke like two hours later about something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, deep down, I'm not actually offended. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I take it yeah. as the joke that it's supposed to be. I mean, 
Like if I die, if if I die and my mates were making memes about my death, I would not. I would personally would not be rolling in my grave about it. I'd be like, bro, it's funny. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. say if I died in a car crash, right? Yeah. And then I like, oh, I had Brad on Xbox, and but he's constantly on the dashboard. Do you know what I mean? Like that's funny. You can fucking, uh, you know, that's a joke. That's funny. I'm, I'd happily let my friends make that type of jokes about me being dead. But if someone went up to my fucking sister and was like, oh, your brother's dead, I bet he's burning in hell. That's just being an arsehole. That's not funny. I can't, be- I can't believe I just laughed at that Xbox joke. Jesus Christ. That, that's, yeah, but that's just... funny. Do you know what I mean? It's dark. It's funny. And the thing is, it makes a light of a situation that, you know, because some people don't really know how to process the, the horror of things. So they make jokes. Like, I make jokes about my dad and, you know, like, you know, with my ex. Like, she'd be really uncomfortable when I make those jokes because, you know, there's a lot of pain, realistically, but I make the jokes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like me and me and my cousin Will, you know, like, um, he said, um, I remember his dad buying him a pizza once while we were all playing a game together. I mean, oh, could you imagine your dad actually ha- buy- coming around and buying you things? And he's like, yeah, I imagine you don't have a dad, right? And I was like, oh. Realistically, I'm not offended. It was funny to me. She was getting uncomfortable because, you know, it's not something that she thinks that she'd be joking about. But, like, at the end of the day, we were laughing. Is it something that... It's painful to me. Like, deep down, it's traumatic pain. But it's how I deal with it and how I process it, you know? And, like, nobody can get offended for me. I'd get annoyed at someone that if they got offended for me. Like, you know, so... There are, like, you know, me and Oscar Wilson, you know, we make dad jokes. My Tom, mate Tom, we, you know, he makes dad jokes. You know, things like that. Like, that's, that's the way we see things. We see it like a way of processing the horror of a subject. Like, like I said, you never say those jokes to people that have genuinely suffered from that. That's what I think that you sort of, you need to, like, sort of not. When I say there's a time and place, you know, you make a joke about... You know, like, say, say you have a friend whose mum had died, yeah? Yeah. And they're around. You wouldn't make dead mum jokes. You wouldn't make a joke yeah. about, not like, when I say you make dead mum jokes, I'm not talking about their mum, but like, you wouldn't make a joke about, you know, mums dying and things and, you know, like, um, things like that. Or anything relating to that. But if that friend's not around and you and your mates are taking the piss out of each other and, you know, Oh, like you know, you're being like really like pretend horrible that you know that you do with your friends. You know, so like you know, oh, I hope I hope your mum trips over and smacks her head, and you go, oh, I hope your mum gets blown up in a car, right? Yeah. Like being horrible to each other. You wouldn't say that in front of that friend whose mum's actually died. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. But you'd say it to people who haven't actually suffered from that experience. Mm-hmm. So like, so I think. So yeah, I think. I think there's always a time and place to make a joke, and I think everyone can make a joke about anything, and especially those people that have made jokes about their own traumatic experiences. It's dark. There's no reason to be offended by someone that's making a joke about their own experience. And you shouldn't be getting. Def- you shouldn't be offended on behalf of someone. That's no, you should definitely should not be offended on behalf of someone. Um... That is the worst. Um, but yeah. I know I might I might circle back to that to that one later on because yeah, I still yeah. find it quite quite interesting. But go on, mate. I think it's your turn. I think so. Um, yeah. 
Alright. This one might take a bit of thinking about. <clears throat> what does love mean to you? Oh, why, why, what is that question? Um, what does it actually mean to you? What is love to you? What is love? Baby, yes. don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. Alright, so guys, this is the last ever, ever episode. Um, DMCA not, stroke. We're not, we're not friends. I despise this man. Uh, oh. I thought we had a great relationship, but thank you. Alright, uh, so w- what is love to you? We're getting cheesy now. Um, I don't know. No, like, think... not like love as in, oh, it's got to be a woman who takes care of me and takes care of our children. No, I'm talking about love, like, as in friendship. Like, you know, I love my friends. I love my family. I love the people. Like, I, I love my girlfriend, if I have a girlfriend at the time. You know what I mean? I love them people. So, like, um... in terms, like, let's transfer that onto you. So, what is love to you? I think love is... Good, good. You got some good questions in here. Uh... Thank you. I ask Google. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take credit for these. <laughs> oh, I hate that the response you just did. Uh, I might actually ask you to go first while I think of this, because otherwise it's going to be like dead air. So I might, I might ask. What do you mean? To... What the response was? What do you mean? <laughs> I, uh, I said, because I said like you got some good. Uh, question. Oh, about the Google. Yeah. Um, go on, mate. You go first. Let, let me think. Okay. On that what's love people. to me? Love is um a connection that you have with someone that you, where you would share a part of you with them, or you would um sacrifice your happiness to help them, or sacrifice you know make the decision to sacrifice certain things. Whereas I don't have children, but I know for a fact that a child. So there's different types of love, right? There's romantic love. There's you know there's um, unconditional love, which a lot of the time considered for parent and child, right? It's unconditional love for a child and a parent. Um, and by by unconditional, it means like you know you're not conditioned to love someone. Whereas like say if it's a girlfriend, you're conditioned to love them because. You speak to this person, and eventually, over time, you have feelings. You gain feelings for this person, and you're conditioned to love them in the end. Whereas a parent mm-hmm. and a child, are unconditional love, you love each other. The second, I mean, some people don't have maternal instinct, so or paternal instinct. So it's it's quite sad, but like unconditional love, like it, like I said, it's just it's just something where you're willing to sacrifice yourself essentially for that person that person's happiness or that person's safety especially you know family like i'd die for certain family certain family members i would not because i don't care enough about them i'm sorry to say it but there's certain family members that don't make the effort to care about me i'm not gonna make the effort to care about them so but there's certain family members that i would die for you know there's certain friends i would die for no you know, at the time, I mean, I wouldn't die for my girlfriends. I'd n- I always, always said to myself, I'd never die for my girlfriends because I ain't gonna die for some. I ain't gonna die for a girl just for her to get fucking dicked down two years later by some other guy. So fuck that, man. I ain't gonna die for a girlfriend. I'd die for someone that would love me till the very end, which would be my family and my friends. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, um... that's what it is. It's a connection where you have that bond. 
that's strong enough to sacrifice yourself for them. It doesn't have to be literally dying for them, but like... No, no, no. I get you. You know, friends going for a rough time, you drop something, you drop everything for them. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's a, a strong one. I think love is, um, uh, you, you use the word connection, that's good. I think, I think it's, yeah, I think when you have like a strong connection and you, you care for whoever it is and yeah. you, um, and yeah, you know, if you're talking in general, you know, whether it's relationship, you know, uh, partner, family, whatever it may be. Yeah. Like you enjoy being around them and um and like you enjoy their company and like, you know, that bond connection, however you want to phrase it, it it, it gets stronger and stronger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I think that's probably it. But it's it's again it's one of those things where you say it to people all the time but you don't really think about what it means. And yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like, you know, I've said to Oscar Wilson and Tom, you know, I love you guys, and we've all said it to each other. Like, we don't have to say it constantly for us to know that there's love there. It's the same with your family. A lot of the time you don't say to your family, like, I love you. You just know the love is there. That's what I think love is, is where you don't have to constantly say it. The only time I feel like you should ever, like, constantly tell someone that you love them is, you know, like a, a girlfriend. Um, yeah. Or, or your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. Partner, like, you know, at night. Like, I've always believed in, like, I'm not, like, a very, like, I can be quite sappy Um, when it comes to the right person. Obviously not yeah. right now. I'm not a very sappy person. But, like, my sort of thing is I'll always tell the girl I'm with, you know, like, I love you at the end of the day, at night before I go to sleep, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's that's sort of that's the only sort of you know I might I can go all day without saying it, but I'll always say it at that no matter what, even if I'm angry at them. You know what I mean? That will always be like the thing. I'll say I love you at the end of the day. Um, whereas like you know with friendships and family, I feel like you don't need to say it because you know there's love there. Yeah, I think that's that's. Yeah, I mean, if the love isn't there with your family, it's a bit concerning. I mean, personally, I feel like we don't say it enough to our family. But it's kind of, it feels kind of, it it feels, it feels hot. I don't know, I, I mean, maybe it's just me. And maybe it's just my issues as a person, like my, my, my personal mental issues where I can't physically tell my family that I love them out of the blue. Um, uh, I don't know, I think, yeah, I mean... I think I don't know if that's a common thing or what, but like I feel like we the people should say it more often, especially to their parents. That obviously parents that deserve it, and to oh, yeah. to your friends as well. You know, like you know, I'll always parents say it to my love friends. With a lot of stuff. Like at the end of the day, man, like I can love my friends, and because I see them as brothers, I see them as family. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, all sisters. I'm, I don't really have any many female friends because. I don't know. I don't. I just don't. <laughs> but like, not by choice. It just doesn't. I just don't really connect with women on that level. Although they're very, they're very drama free a lot of the time. Hey, I like, I like that about female friends. 
That's a lie. I have got some there. female friends. But they're very drama-free, I find, because they're, drama, they're very drama beans with each other, but they're very chill with you because same kind of bitchiness with each other. So, Any females out there, Brad's looking for a female friend? I'm looking for a friend. <laughs> oh, a friend! Oh, God. Is that my question or your question? Uh, yeah, that's what it's love, wasn't it? Love that was your one. You got another one? Yeah, I'm slowly running out, though. Um, uh, oh, bloody hell, I really have got, like, two left. Alright, you can Google some while I ask you a question. How about that? Fine. Or think of some. Uh, actually, no, I've got one. Let me let me use this one. Let me use this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you or anyone, for that matter, goes into, like, a panic or anxiety attack, yeah. what do you think is happening, like, in, in the mind? Personally or, or, like, literally in my, like, physically, what's actually happening in my brain? Uh, I guess, like, uh yeah, I guess like maybe well, physically. Do like, you mean like from my own personal experience? Well, I guess what do you think happens like in like in general if someone has like a, I mean yeah I think you feel comfortable yeah but I'm thinking like in general like for me like for example with me right my body just goes it, like it goes cold right mm-hmm. it's like it, it's like it's really chilly in the air even though it's not and like I can get quite um clammy. Yeah, I'm I'm the um. I'm the opposite. I go really sweat like blood. My really? first ever panic attack was I thought I was having a heart attack. Oh, well, that must have been terrifying. And it was my first ever panic attack, and I had no idea what it was. Um, actually, before I started college. Um, I, yeah, I remember I was out with my sister and her boyfriend. I thought I was having a heart attack in the car, and then obviously as time went on, you panic because you think you're dying, which causes you to panic even more. Um, to the point you did, we did actually call someone out because I genuinely thought I was having a heart attack. Um, that's when they, she sort of said to me when she stepped me out, she was like, do you know what, to be honest, I think you were having a panic attack. And she said, did yeah. you, have you ever had a panic attack? And I said, no. And she's like, yeah, I think this was your first ever panic attack and you didn't know what it was, so you assumed it was a heart attack. And obviously I'm a big guy and I was a much bigger guy back then. So obviously, you know, I thought to myself, my health isn't the best, maybe I'm genuinely having a heart attack. Um... So, yeah, I mean, but in our brain, for everyone, I think it's, I mean, I'm not a massive, I don't really know a lot about, like, science, so I'd say, I'd say it's just, like, our brain sort of telling, like, giving us a sense of doom, right? Yeah. Um, but I think, because, I, but I think because the experience is different for everyone, I think it's hard to pinpoint what our brains actually during a panic, panic attack. Yeah. Other than overthink yeah. everything. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I, I would think I would I would say so. Yeah. Which is weird because our brains know that we're not having a, a heart attack or stuff like that, but yet still continues to make us believe that. Which is weird. I don't know what it is. Maybe well, I, maybe a, maybe a panic attack is a survival mechanism to do with something, but we just don't know what it is. So, because obviously we live in society where we don't have to really go off instincts that much. So maybe it's like an instinct thing. I don't know. Or well, I think maybe like the brain knows like something's wrong, 
So something I I don't know. It's a weird one though. It's not a weird one, but it's a um yeah. I don't know. I think it's your it. brain just trying to find a way to like express the anxiety or the paranoia. Yeah. And the physical manifestation of it. That's what a panic attack is. It's like a physical manifestation of anxiety. So I think that's what it is. I think it's just your brain trying to process it all. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that, yeah. I got uh I got one here. Um how would you change the public education system? Ooh. Actually, do you know what? No, no, no. I want to ask that one because that's not as like that's that's more of like a. That's actually kind of a fun question. Change. All right, I've got one. This this one's quite deep. You don't have to answer it. You don't want to talk about it. But what was your loneliest moment? Uh. Loneliest. Yeah. Um, probably the first lockdown, to be honest, because a lot happened in that first lockdown. Like, yeah, I was with my mum, and that's cool and everything, but yeah, you just, especially when you lose someone, you just feel you kind of just like you're you're in this bubble, right? And literally, you're in your bubble basically because yeah. we weren't we weren't allowed to leave our house. Yeah, I get you. But, you just feel like you're alone and you can't do anything and especially at that time, you know, well yeah. we would have to leave the house once for like a walk and a shop, right? Yeah, basically. Um and you just it just basically feels like you're or at least for me it did. It just felt like I was in this horrible, horrible dream and like I couldn't wake up and then you know, I can't see anyone. I mean, I see my mum, but I can't see anyone. I can't see family. I can't see friends. Yeah. You know, you know. Talk about the term isolation. Literally, isolated. Yeah. That was yeah. probably it. I respect that. What about you? Me. Um. When my relationship ended, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was really, I really went downhill. I know I wasn't alone, but I felt really alone. Like, actually, do you know what? No, it wasn't. It was, it was when I was going through a suicidal part of my life. Um, yeah. I felt so alone. Um, I remember I ended up opening up to my mum about it. You know, stuff. But I think I was around sixteen. Maybe yeah. a bit younger. I was just, I just felt so alone. I was just going through so much. Um, you know, I'd, I'd been kicked out of school because of my attendance, because of my you fucked me over. Um, and then I was going to college, you know, and, I, and I, this was the age I was starting to realise that I, I had a lot of resentment towards my dad. I was dealing with that. I was very suicidal. And... I felt like I couldn't talk to anyone about it. Um, well, the worst feeling in the world. I couldn't. I couldn't 
I feel like I couldn't tell the woman that gave me life that I no longer wanted to live it. Yep. So I, I felt so alone, and I didn't really tell anyone about it until later on. Um, until in my twenties, I told that's when I opened up and said, you know, I've been like this before. Um, but yeah, I think I felt I felt really alone because I couldn't really tell I couldn't tell my friends either. Um, at the time. I just, I went through so much, and it fucked me over so much. It all came crashing down, you know, earlier this year, when I lost my relationship, and then that just um, really brought everything up again. But i say my loneliest moment was that. Going through when my depression and anxiety really hit me. I've always been yeah. a little, I had always had a little anxiety throughout my life. But when I was 16, it all came crashing down on me. Um, it all basically kicked in. Um, so, yeah, probably probably then, because it wasn't long after that that I actually, um, I actually had a girlfriend um, who, as bad as the relationship ended up being in the end, it was that. There were amazing parts of it which helped me with my anxiety and my depression. So, you know, she was good for me at the time, but towards the end she wasn't. So, but yeah, I'd say then my loneliest time. Um, luckily, I didn't lose anyone in lockdown. So, I mean, as mu- as lonely and boring as it was, it was it wasn't like that type of experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can go to the. Future. I think, yeah. Which really, which, as your friend, from an outside perspective of that, it's very hard to see your friend go through that themselves. You know what? It was also, no one, still no one knew what this COVID was. So, Mm. all, all I'm going off by is, there's this dangerous virus out there, it's killing people, it just killed someone I love. Yeah. yeah, like the fuck, yeah. Um, and then you just talked about bringing up feelings again, you know. And this isn't me being offended on behalf of anyone. This is me being offended. You know, we find out a few months ago Boris is having parties, right? During that time. Yeah. See, that's yeah. That's that another me, thing. Yeah. That's, then that yeah. got me angry. Because then it's like, bloody hell, like, because then that brought back flashbacks of me, just like, you know, stuff like that. I found that the people that actually followed the rules suffered the most, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there came a point where people who followed the rules, like, to a T, decided, I can't be arsed anymore. Like, I'm sick of this. I'm living my life, which I'm doing now. I've forgotten all about it, to be honest. Like, it's, it's just a background disease. Like the flu. The flu kills hundreds of thousands of people each day. Each year in the US alone, so you know, and to be honest, it's like whatever, it just, just we might as well move on from it, you know what I mean? Um, it yeah. just it it's a bad, really bad part of our history, but we may as well just live our lives now. And um, the people who were lost during that pandemic will probably want us to move on with our lives, I mean, just remember, just remember them, not the disease, yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's probably, cool. 
Yeah, so that's that's my question. Oh, is that was that yours? Uh, no, like that whole what was your loneliest moment? What's your next one? Or do you want me to ask another one? No, it's fine. I've yeah. got a balls deep one. A balls deep one, alright. Um, I think it's the first time I ever heard you say something so vulgar. Shut up. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I talked about the pulling out thing earlier. That sounded horrible. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is what happens, guys. He gives me sometimes he gives me really helpful stuff, and then he'll just send me a. To be fair, I always start off with like a really, a really bad, like really disgusting joke, and then I'll get like really deep down into it with you. That, you should have thought about us before you said that. Yeah, I should have really thought about that before I said that. Uh, yeah. Alright. What's your, what's your balls deep up. question? Um, where do you, where do you, oh Jesus, this is kind of dark. <laughs> where do you think we go after, after we pass away? Or do we go anywhere? I think that it would be like before we were born. Hmm. Just don't exist. So like, dude, that's terrifying. I mean, not really, because we don't remember what we were like when we were born. Before we were born, because we don't remember that. Because we, like I said, we never existed. And in the day, the best thing to think about us, we are literally a brain in a flesh suit. <laughs> that's literally what we are. Our brain is literally the thing that we are right now. Yeah. Um, we're just a brain in a flesh suit, and the thing that's keeping that brain alive is what we think is our memories, our mind. I think they're called neurons. I'm not so sure. Um, you know, that's that's what we are. That's our consciousness. Or conscious. Consciousness. Yeah. Um. I think we just we just go we just go back to not existing. Just don't think about it. Because we just don't know about it. Because we just shut off. Yeah. I mean, I think... The reason why, right, is like... um, Like, a few... When I was in secondary school, um, mm-hmm. I um, I was with two mates, right? We were walking like, down the corridor. And, like, he asked that question to a friend. And, like, it is like... <laughs> I think it really freaked me out because, like, like, yeah, like when you pass away, it's like, like it's like someone said, like you you just never wake up. It's like it's like a really long sleep, but you just don't wake up. Um, terrifying. I, to be honest, I can add on to that that question now. Actually, one. Yeah. Um. Two. Got the question, though. I'm not write it down. I think it was. Oh yeah, if you had to. Oh yeah, how would you prefer to die? Uh. How would I prefer to die? Um. I really hope my family don't hear this. <laughs> um. <laughs> they'll be worried for my mental health. Um, I'm laughing at a text you sent me. <laughs> basically, let's add some context. We're basically just talking about the podcast and the time and stuff. Um, 
this is quite easy that's quite like recording and um so basically we said let's just do a few more questions uh but i was like yeah i'm dying for a piss anyway so <laughs> we should just we should just, fit, we should just start to start working towards wrapping up because i'm genuinely and, and dying the worst for a thing piss. Is, I, I was laughing about it as we were discussing a serious topic right like I was tempted to go, all right, let's take a toilet break and just pause the recording. But I was like, no, I'll make it through. Because then when you said, when you saw the, when you said, let's do like, you know, another like 15, 20 minutes, I was like, ah, oh, yes, I can go for a piss. <laughs> so, yeah. All um, right. So, well, that's, if, that's if you, like, how would you die? How would you prefer to die? Pissed. Yeah, apparently. That's what I am. Uh, probably just maybe like in my sleep. So just like your sort of body just shuts down, your heart stops. That way you're not in pain. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, if your heart yeah. stops, do you die straight away? I don't think you do, right? Well, that's like what CPR you... is, right? To restart, that, reboot the heart. Yeah, but if you're like in your sleep, right? Yeah, if you're I in think... your sleep, I think I think it, it'll be. Because, like, when someone's heart stops, they pass out anyway, don't they? So if you're asleep, I think that you just die. Because your oxygen well, yeah, yeah. to your brain doesn't, go, doesn't happen, so you just die. Because like, by the time someone notices, you'll be long gone. Because at the end yeah. of the day, like... Alright, here's a question to any scientists out there that are listening. They probably aren't, but here's a question. If... You could constantly oxygenate someone's brain. Would they need their organs to survive? Would they need their heart to pump the blood around their system? Or would you still survive? I think that's to do with the consciousness, which they're still actually trying to figure out if you could put your consciousness into a machine. So maybe let's not go too deep into that because I could just open up a can of worms. Um, but yeah, I agree. I'd rather do it in my sleep. Just, just heart stops. Um, that or do an orgasm. That'd be it. That happens. Um, so. I'm not gonna comment on that one. <laughs> that's, that's how I die. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You know what, I could say so many things here and just be absolutely <laughs> vile, but I'm a gentleman. Yeah, okay, buddy. Whatever you say. You see oh, how this guy like... talks, you know, like, in the text, man. The way he talks about women is disgusting. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, all right. You got another question? Someone, 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 um, someone said to, I think, Jimmy Carr said to, he was asking like how someone died. I don't know. Then someone shouted out wanking. Yeah, people have died wanking before. You can die of wanking. Yeah, there was a guy um who wanked one too many times, and we figured out what the maximum time someone should be wanking. For. I think it was like eighty times, and then he died. Eighty times. Yeah, your heart basically gives in because obviously when you orgasm, your heart like beats really fast, right? Your blood's like yeah. rushing around your body and your heart just sort of gives in after a while. So. Well, this is taking a weird turn. We should do a sex education episode. Anyway. You started question. like saying you'd rather die than all Well, that's the truth. 
We don't have to go into it. Well, that was the truth. I'd rather die during an orgasm, so I'd die a happy man, or I'd just die in my sleep. Simple as that. Or I'd die at a re in a really inconvenient place. So they'd have to move my body out of a really inconvenient place. Just one last fuck you to the world. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, alright, that's fine. Well, this episode is going to be titled... I'll tell you what, actually, to do with that, my biggest fear is to die naked. Like, I'm so scared that, like, I'll go to bed naked and never wake up, and then they'll find my body, and they'll just have to see, like, my teeny weeny peeny. You know what I mean? Like, I feel, like, really, really self-conscious. I'm, that's why I start sleeping clothes, just in case I die. So, yeah. Um, moving on. <laughs> So, have you got another how question? Me, how do you expect me to ask you a question? What? what uh. All right, right, right. Wipe, 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 slope clean. Brand, brand new, brand new section of the podcast. Right. Okay. Just, just to confirm, everyone, who wants to die of an orgasm? Right. Okay. Yes. Who doesn't? All right, Karen. Question. <laughs> I'm dying right now. Um. Oh. Okay. Uh, that um, you should save that one for last. Oh, um, what is um a relationship to you? And I'm not talking like family, like, like a romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah. I should I should have freed that. So yeah, like um, yeah, yeah. In terms of what, like what the what for me defines a relationship? Romantically, yeah. Uh, what, in terms of, like, what I want in a relationship, or what I think a relationship actually is? As in, um, what do you, yeah, I guess that first one, like, what do you think, like, a romantic relationship, like, is, like, what do you think, go, um... So, personally, I think, like, for me, like, a relationship is where we support each other, mm -hmm. but we also have our own things going on. Yeah. Uh, but we'll we'll support each other from the from the sidelines, but we'll also not rely on each other for everything. But we're there to rely on each other if we need it. You know what I mean? Like we're both yeah, independent, but we both support we both support each other in our endeavors. Um, and there's got to be a love connection. And I mean, I know they say it's not a it's not the most important thing, but realistically, sex is a very important thing in a relationship. I'm sorry, but it is. And I always believe that. There should always be a sexual component before you get into the relationship because could you imagine like falling in love with someone and like getting really into someone and then when you finally get down to having sex like you just don't connect on a sexual level you know what well, i mean so i think it's like it's where you both connect on a really like deep level like, emotionally sexually you both just support each other equally and you both you both equally put effort into the relationship it should be it should be 50 50 some days it'll be 20 80 because someone you know you might be having a really bad week or a really bad day and you just need the support and the comfort and i think that you should have the availability to do that for your partner that should be what it is but you but overall you should go you guys should have your own thing going on you know your own friendship groups you know your own activities your own careers and that do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that's the sort of relationship that, for me, is what a real relationship it kind of is. 
Yeah, I mean, I always say, I mean, um, yeah, as, I mean, as you said, by a sexual component is like needed. I think yeah. I I think people need to just realize it is important. Like, it's not the yeah. most important thing in a relationship because if you're just gonna go in it for sex, you may as well just be like friends with benefits. But sex is still very important in a relationship, and there's no reason for it to not be, unless you're both like not into sex. Then it's not important. But really, like, you know, the majority of people are into having sex with each other. And I feel like a sexual relationship has to exist before, like, an emotional relationship does. I feel like you can both, like, flirt and start, like, things like that. And then, like, you know, you have sex and then you sort of get together. Because, like, at the end of the day, no one really asks to get into a relationship. It just happens now, right? As a kid, you'd be like, oh, will you be my girlfriend? (laughs) But as an adult, you sort of just, it happens, right? Yeah. Both get into a relationship, you both just get together. So I feel like you know you guys have sex and you because re- I feel like that so that also can cement the bond as well. Because if you're really into each other and you start to really and then you and you have sex and you can cement that bond. But I feel like if you put too much effort into the emotional component first and then don't have sex for like a long time afterwards, I feel like you could can sort of. Make it awkward and feel weird if you guys just don't sync when it comes to sex. Because if you do it early on, you guys can sort of just sort of learn each other's bodies and needs and things like that. And then, like, it just, it you know, it's magic, right? But if you guys, you know, put so much effort into loving each other and building up a relationship, and then next thing you know, you're having sex, and, like, one of you's bad at it and one of you's good at it and then you just don't enjoy it or... You do things that they don't enjoy and they get put off. You know, it, it's like it's not going to work out very well, and it you know you have to take time to learn each other. Um, but that that's my philosophy on it. Like it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. That's just what I believe. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been sex being a TED talk. Shag them before you bag them. Okay, you know what? <laughs> it's funny now you ruined it. It was all like it was all like really like deep and like knowledgeable, and then it just goes straight into you know, scumbag territory. You know what? I hope your orgasms suck. Well, do you know what? I have great orgasms because I'm on antidepressants, and it makes my orgasms absolutely euphoric. So fuck you. Guys, he talks to me. He just said fuck you. How rude. But yeah, like, what's the relationship to you? Um, I was gonna just joke and just say fucking, but I'm not gonna say that. Uh, you dirty dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? He judges me for the things I say. Look at him, dirty little bastard. I don't know what you're talking. Uh, hello. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think a relationship is about two people that like care for each other and like want to be together. As you just as you just said, like, I think in all seriousness, like, yeah, like a sexual, uh, it's like it's needed. I think a so a sexual component is what differentiates a friendship to a relationship. Yeah, you can cool. be friends with yeah. benefits, right? But like, it's sex without the romantic sort of like the romantic feelings. Like, you can be romantic, like you can you know like have romantic sex but like the romantic feelings aren't actually there because if they are that's a relationship 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. relationship doesn't mean that one person. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be exclusive because there are open relationships. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I could never do because I couldn't bear to see my partner with someone else or hear about my partner with someone else or my partner being with someone else while they're with me and I wouldn't expect my partner to feel as if I wouldn't expect my partner to be okay with that so like you know but like you know open relationships exist and you know they love each other they go home to each other at the end of the night but they also have that sexual component with other people because there's no emotional attachment whereas friends with benefits you can have that a friendship and that like that love is like that platonic love Right, a platonic friendship, yeah. but you guys have sex because you both physically attract each other, and you're both, you know, you both have needs that you want to fulfill, and you just have sex with each other, but you just hang out as friends. Because there's no labels and no exclusivity to it. Yeah. So, yeah. sexual component is definitely the most definitely differentiates too. Because yeah. you can, if you're not having sex, but there's a romantic, um like, sort of romantic feelings, but you're not having sex, it's pretty much, it's sort of like a friendship. Until that yeah. sexual component happens, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what, sort of, that's what sort of, like I said, it cements that relationship. So, like I said, drag them before you bag them. So. Um, he's disgusting, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> what do you think? One more each? Uh, yeah, I've got. I, I mean, I've got a couple, so I can just choose one now. And then maybe next episode we can continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got plenty of time to, to to talk about these things. Um. So, what's something about yourself that you wish other other people noticed more? Good um. Thank you. Thank you, Google. Okay, fuck off. Uh... <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Come on, lad. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I think, I think they. I wish the one thing that people notice more. Um. Oh, why are these so challenging? What's the point? Uh, literally the whole point of it. Yeah, I know, dipshit. Relax. It's literally uh, balls deep questions. Alright, relax, chill out. Don't have, don't have an orgasm. <laughs> I don't... That's a really weird thing <laughs> to say, but I think I think you should have thought about that before you said that. That's basically telling me to go and come for you. That's just weird, bro. <laughs> You need to you need to rethink that phrase. So let 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 all right. Let's 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 forget. Also, yeah. What is something about yourself that you wish other people noticed more, Oscar? Um. I you know what I don't I don't think I say I don't say this enough. Um. Like okay, just to, I'm not gonna go into it, but like just for those out there, I've got a learning, I've got a learning difficulty. It doesn't affect like you know me in in everyday life, yeah. right? <clears throat> but it affects me in some aspects, like um, social clues sometimes, not all the time, 
for yeah. some time. Um, and I think the one thing I would wish is, like, you know, um, I don't, you know, like, I, I'm taking this quote from an, from a video I saw, but I, I, I do apply it to me. Copyright. And that is, and that is like, you know, I don't mean to not understand what you're saying. Yeah. Right? Um, I don't mean to not get a social clue or, you know, I, I, um, you know, if someone is, um, if someone is explaining something to me, yeah, you know, I don't, you know, sorry, I might need it explained a good few more times before I get it. That, you know, that's just the reality of how I'm wired, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it, it 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 affect it doesn't affect you know I go to work I I, I live like everybody else, you know I, I I think looking at me, you probably wouldn't know, I don't think, it's because it's more in the mind, but that's prob that would likely be my answer, or that is my answer. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my loyalty. Loyalty. Mostly my loyalty. I'd say like my loyalty or just like um sort of yeah, uh, my loyalty really. Like uh, you know, or like who I can be as a person when it comes to being a friend or or like even a romantic partner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not one of those guys that are like oh she just. She won't let me. She won't give me a chance because you know I'm not pretty enough. Like if you don't find me attractive, you're not gonna find me attractive. Simple as that. We move on. Yeah. Um, it's when um I do talk to people of the opposite sex and talk about you know possibly things like that. But then I don't get a chance to. It doesn't get a chance. To, it doesn't get a chance to come to fruition because you know, you know conversation dies. Like you stop talking. And she, so, yeah, like, I'd say, like, my loyalty or, like, my ability to, to be that sort of, like, a good friend or a good... I feel like I'm a pretty good friend because I'm a very loyal person. Like, loyalty is everything to me. Like, you know, like, I'm still loyal to secrets of people that I, I dislike, you know, that I'll take to the grave of me. But because my loyalty, I was loyal to them when they told me these secrets, my loyalty will forever stay that way. Even yeah. if I don't like them. Because I'm not that kind of person, so... Yeah, definitely my loyalty. And I know the people that know me appreciate my loyalty, and they know that I'm loyal, and they trust me to tell me things, because they know that it will stay between us. So... Yeah. But no. I pick and choose who deserves my loyalty. As you should. As I should. And same yeah. with respect, you know. I pick and choose who I yeah. want to respect. Respect's a big one. So, respect is a huge one, but I feel like I feel like that's not something that gets someone to notice about you. It's just no. It's just you know, it's just something that people appreciate anyway. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah, I don't think that's something. I don't think that's you can kind of like not show off, but that's not something you can show. Yeah, it's not something to sort of brag about. You know? 
something to like put, it's not something to advertise yourself for like you know like oh i'm a very respectable person i'm a i will give you respect because you respect someone that doesn't respect you you're a fucking idiot so yeah what's the point? so you know it it's all well and good like for me loyalty everything i'm loyal to i like if say say if i'm with someone right not like romantically so i'm talking to someone like a friend or something and they tell me something really deep and like they're like, please don't tell anyone. I'm like, okay, that's it. Your secret's safe with me. And then say we have an argument and they start treating me like shit. My loyalty is no longer to them, right? That secret, that loyalty is to the secret I will never tell, right? Mm-hmm. But we, uh, my loyalty is no longer to you, so I will never, I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to like stick around. I'll disappear from your life. I don't give a shit. I'm not sticking around just because we were friends once and I'm a loyal person doesn't mean I'm going to stick around because you treat me like shit. I'm gone. So I have too much self respect for that. So yeah. Um but yeah, so my loyalty is probably the one thing that I want I'd want people to notice about me a bit more. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Or my loyalty. true personality, like I know I like, you know, I we joke about it like how I put off as I can be an arsehole, but realistically deep down like a I am a pretty decent person. I'm not trying to brag yep. or be self-centered but i'm a pretty decent person you know like so i'm a pretty good friend and i take care of my friends so yeah that who i, I am think it goes, your your personality kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier like if, if someone's like friends with you and they know i'm talking about you specifically and they know you they can't i don't say they can't get offended but they shouldn't be surprised by your humor you yeah I mean? like that's the thing is like you're not surprised when I make those jokes, you know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. Because that's just who I am. Yeah. But like, there's also there's also parts of who I am that where I I am trustworthy and I am mature. Like I can be mature when I need to be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like that time when you asked me for some advice and like I said, pull out. You know, like that's obviously me just messing around. Obviously, because then obviously I've heard that, but for real, what's up? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I make the initial joke to sort of just. Because we're friends, that's what we do. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's like last night when I said about being your best man, and then you basically threatened to get me beaten up by security. Other than that, like, you know, that's a really out of context thing, and I'm never going to add context to that, but just for the sake (laughs) of it. Um, But yeah, so, you know, like, that's what I mean. So yeah, all right. Loyalty that would be mine. Do you have cool. a final question? Yeah, I think it it relates back to my previous one. I've been toying which one to ask, but you know, you you mentioned like a friend with benefits, right? Right. If you, like, do you think that kind of like fucks with someone's head? Yes. Fuck, not the right words for this. Uh, can confuse people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of time it can do that, and it happens to both boys and girls, and they're like. Do you think it's healthy? Um, what friends with benefits? Yeah. I think it can be healthy. Um, having a healthy sex life without the stress of an emotional component can be a very um healthy. Um, forever? No, I think it'd be a very lonely existence. Yeah. You don't have that connection with someone. Um, but yeah, I think friends with benefits. Um, I think it does. It like I said, it benefits. You know, it benefits you. You get to have sex with someone that you're attracted to, whereas you have a friend 
you need them to be your friend. Yeah. Um, but you don't have the stress of, you know, being in a relationship, you know, because when you're in a relationship, it's not just you. You've got to think about the other person in your relationship, you know. Say, say I'm friends with benefits with someone and I go on a night out and I sleep with someone. I have the freedom to do that and I can't, I have no reason to feel guilty, right? Whereas, say, if I went out on a night out while I was in a relationship, um, you know, I can't just say that I'm on a night out. I have to you know, go to my partner. I'm going on a night out. I have to tell them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's okay for them to be a bit annoyed because, obviously, if they want to spend time with you and things, obviously, you don't want to be control. You don't want someone to be controlling where they say you can't go out. But, like, you've got to make sure they're okay with things that you do. You know, there's consequences to your actions. You know, if you say... You know, say if a girl, say if you're in a friends friends with benefits, you know, kind of thing, and someone else flirts flirts with you, whether you reciprocate or not, you may you may like just disagree with it, like push it aside, you know, like. But if you're in a relationship, you have to like be careful what you say around people in case it comes off as flirting and things like that. You have to th- literally everything you do, you have to think about the consequences of your partner, uh, for your partner. Yeah. So, I think it's a healthy way of like. It's, I think it's a healthier way of dealing with like trauma from a relationship, maybe. Um, yeah. But it can it, it can it can affect with your emotions, especially if you know the start you guys start having a bit where the sex becomes a bit too passionate, a bit too romantic. Then that's gonna. Because there are a lot of emotions in sex. Like a lot of people say, it doesn't mean anything, but it can over time mean something. Like, I'll give it. I'll say it to this right. If a guy cheats on a girl, say like say um say that there's a couple that's been married for a while, and their sex life's kind of diminished, right? They're not having sex, and the husband goes and sleeps with a girl, like it's for like some young, you know, twenty year old, like twenty five year old, um, and you know he says, and then she finds out, and he says it doesn't, it didn't mean anything. A lot of the time it didn't. It was just a sexual release, right? Yeah. Um. So. But say he was constantly having sex with someone, there's a good chance there's still a, there's an emotional component that forms for it. Um, because that's like that's proper like that's proper cheating. That's emotional and sexual cheating. Do you know what I mean? Like physically cheating and emotionally cheating. Um, so I think that you know it it's it can fuck with someone's head if they're constantly having sex. Oh, dog's coughing. You're out there, buddy. Um, okay. <laughs> I think my dog's choking on something. Uh, are you okay? Um, I'm just fucking around. Um, but yeah. So like, I think it can mess with someone's head if it becomes a bit too emotional. Emotional attachment. Um. I think if you're going into a friends with benefits, you need to be someone that can't doesn't that doesn't connect with someone that easily or doesn't um get attached quickly because I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair on either of you. If one of you gets attached and the other person doesn't want that, you know, it's not fair on someone to emotionally manipulate someone into a relationship, and it's also not fair on that person to get if they're attached if another person uses that attachment to get sex and doesn't feel the same way. So like for me, like if I'm in a friends, you know, I, you know, I've got friends with benefits. You know, if one of say if one of that one of those friends says to me, oh, you know, I'm starting to get feelings for you, and I don't feel the same way, 
then I'll stop. And we'll just continue. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to have sex with someone that has emotion, that has feelings for me if I don't have feelings for them because it's not fair on them and then it's not fair on me if I feel I have to be pressured into a relationship with them. So it's better off to just cut it off. But I think over t- I think after a while it, it I think after a while it has to either stop or it forms into a relationship. I don't think it's something that someone can do forever. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because I think yeah. it, it genuinely it goes one of two ways. It cuts off and you stay friends or it goes into a relationship. So yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or I mean you argue about it and you guys don't speak ever again, but that's most of the time like it that's what will happen. Yeah, I think there's like uh, those like the only like the only two or three ways it can go down sort of thing. I think the only thing that can be really awkward out of friends with benefits is if you stay friends with that person and then you get into a relationship and you're still friends with that person, your partner might feel a bit uncomfortable being around knowing that you're around that person that you've been having sex with quite a lot in the past. Yeah, that might be a bit odd. But at the end of the day, it depends on the person for me. It depends on it depends on the the, the person. So yeah, so, I get you. But yeah, so because we we've had a conversation about friends with benefits before, didn't we? Not on the not, not on, on the not on the podcast, but like we actually like had a conversation over like voice notes about it, didn't we? I think so. I, think, I, really I remember we basically sort of you saying it wasn't your thing, and then. Be asking you why, oh, yes. and then you explained everything to me. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because literally, guys, his first thing to me was like, "We'll get you some action." <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm just trying to help a brother out, man. My help. brother starving. <laughs> You're a relationship guy, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I am, and I'm I am at a certain point that like it has to be the right girl for me. Like at this point in my life, I'm sort of kind of cold hearted when it comes to that. Like if a girl says I'm starting to like you, I'm gonna be like, no, sorry, but no. Um, are you, I mean, are you are you a friends with benefits? Guy? I'm definitely a friends with benefits guy. I've got friends with benefits. So I'm definitely a friends with benefits guy. Um. At the moment, if I ever, if anything ever evolves into a relationship, I'm not going to stop it from evolving just because I want to continue having sex with other people. Yeah. Because when I love someone, I'm loyal to them. I don't think about having sex with anyone else. So, like, you know what I mean? So it's, for me, it's, yeah, it's a bit like that. Seeing where things go, things, you know, if I'm like sleeping with all these other people, like right now, you know, I'm sleeping with other people and then. Uh, you know, because I've got, you know, I've got a couple where it's like, I'll sleep with them. And that's sort of all that. That's as far as it goes, right? Like, we'll stay, f- like, we'll talk and we'll be friends, but that's as far as it goes when it comes to, like, that kind of thing. It's just sex. So, and then you, you know, you say if, like, I'm talking to, like, someone else and that I have more of an emotional connection with, like... I will pursue it if I start to actually feel emotionally connected to someone. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm a bit of I'm I'm more of like anything, right? Like you know, like I've I've been on like dating things where I've had matches where I'm like where nothing really happened in the end, but we stayed friends because at the end of the day, I'm looking for friends. I'm looking for 
friends with benefits i'm looking for like you know one-time things is that's what you're into you know i'm looking to also get to know someone if they want, want to get to know me because i'm not going to stop it from happening it's just something that i don't i'm not going to actually pursue itself if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but i'm not going to look for it that's that's sort of where i am at the moment i think it kind of has to like be natural for it to evolve and not yeah forced. whereas i can't look for someone i can't look for a serious relationship straight away you got you yeah i understand yeah because i don't know it just doesn't seem it. I feel like it. The, um, I can't. I definitely cannot rush into things either. Like if I'm talking to someone and they want, like they want a more serious relationship, I'm happy to get to know you, but I'm not gonna put everything aside for it. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, I've, I've had a girl where like I'm gonna expose her a little. <laughs> it's kind of harsh, but like you know, she said to me. She got very clingy very quickly, which kind of definitely put me off of her a little bit because she was asking me questions like after a week and then she was like, do you see a future of us? And I'm like, um, I literally said to you like, you know, the day we started talking that I don't know what I want. <laughs> like, I don't know what, like, yeah. I, if, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not, I'm not going to stop sleeping with other people. I'm not going to stop talking to other people. Um, until like I officially know that I'm willing to have a relationship with this person, um, because I'm not rushing into it. It could take me months to actually even trust somebody. The first thing that has to be for me for there it has to be trust, then love. Well, no, trust, uh, like friendship, love, and obviously you got the the initial attraction as well. So it's can take a while for me and yeah so yeah I'd, I'd say i'm more i'm more leaning towards more of a friends friends with benefits kind of thing which you don't do right um explain to the people why Oscar. why the ladies out yeah. there in the world can't be your, your little fuck buddies although to be fair i feel like there's a difference between fuck buddy and friends with benefits right I think Because so. a fuck buddy a fuck is like someone that you don't really hang around with, you just meet up for literally booty calls. Just shag each other and then leave. And then just... Yeah. Whereas like, a friends with benefits is you guys hang out and you have a laugh and then you have sex occasionally. Yeah, and you fuck each other. Jesus, bro, what is this language? Oscar's moving away from his PG ways. I think I'm a bad influence <laughs> on you. You've been a bad influence on me for years. True, bro. What? To be fair, I want you to come out of your shell a bit. That's why. I am out of my shell. I know. You're very out of your shell now compared to what you like in college. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, very yeah, well, yeah, very yeah. socially awkward in college. I'm still kind of socially awkward. Yeah, but aren't we all? I mean, we're all little computer nerds. We were very fucking socially awkward. <laughs> very true. We are all computer nerds. But yeah. Um... Can you believe it? Another two-hour episode. Unbelievable. I know, right? And it's actually been a quite on-track episode as well. Yeah, it has. It's all just been complete tangents. It's actually... A lot of interesting things discussed. Yeah, I think it got very deep as well at one point. I'm glad. Yep. Each episode, we're going to try and make the audience cry at least once. Jesus. (laughs) 
But all right, so tell tell the world why you don't like Friends with Benefits. Like, I'm genuinely curious. Uh, I don't really. I, I I'm not even sure I can comment only because like I've not done it, but just the idea of it just puts me off. Just simply because I don't know. You're friends with someone and you have sex with them. Like, I I don't know. Something about that just is. Almost off-putting. Really? But I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it's because I'm like a relationship guy. So are you, are you, do you long for the emotional connection? And yeah, um, what do you mean long for it? Like, do you, in, like when you do you search for it? Do you know you want that relationship? You want the emotional connection? Love? You want to feel loved? That sort of thing. As in, as in, I want the connection. Yeah. yeah. As in, yeah. because. Yeah, I want the connection, and I feel like we're friends with benefits. I, 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 all right, I okay, that's fair enough. But all right, answer this real quick. Okay, not friends with benefits, but would you be willing to do a one night stand with somebody? Say, you know, you you like in a bar, and cute girl comes up to you, and she's like, "Listen, I want to have sex with you." Not literally like that, but you know, you get to know each other, and then you got like flirting, blah blah blah, have a good time, but. The initial thing is that she wants to have sex with you. Would you you want to have sex with her and then like not sort of talk to her the next day? Like literally just that one time thing and just have a good night with each other and then that's it. You go your separate ways. Would you be willing to do something like that? Knowing knowing me, I think I'd feel a bit odd. Really? If I'm honest. Well, yeah. even if she was totally into it as well, like, you know, no no talking the next day, that's it one-time thing it wouldn't really like yeah if she was into it fine but it's more about something about it in my head would be like would is that right do you feel like, guilty is that what it is like you feel guilty like maybe you've hurt her feelings and shit not necessarily not necessarily hurt because if she's into it right and she doesn't care yeah. not care but you know what I mean I, she's obviously fine I think in my head or whatever it is I don't know if it's guilt because like if she that's hypothetically said she you know she said no 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 it's fine like I'm cool whatever I'm cool with it like, you know I, I don't know if it's a guilt thing or just like um I don't even I don't even know it's, I mean maybe you can help me out I don't know yeah I don't know I, I don't know if guilt is the right word to help you out bro I'm not I mean no, I'm, no. if you want to double team I'm like, I'm happy to tag team but like that's not really my thing but you know if you doubt, if you want to do that we can do that that's fine but I think so, I know what you mean like you don't know whether it's the right thing to do you know the thing about it is just having a bit of fun though like just getting your rocks off yeah I mean that's yeah it's like wanking, but, like, but with a person. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like wanking, but with a person. I mean, person. it is, right? You got, you li- but you're, like, having sex. Like, you're just having a one-time thing, and that's it. Never to see each other again. Fair point. Okay. Yeah, that's it. One, one night stands are wanking with a person. Well, on that person. Sorry, oh. that was horrible. <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Bro, that's like the dirtiest thing you've ever said. Oh my god, what are you doing, dog? My dog just tried to jump on my office chair and completely flopped backwards. <laughs> um, 
I think he's being a bit needy because I think he needs to go out. What a needy little oh, shit. Right. I'm one of the needy little bitch of a... No, I'm not going to say it. Um, but, yeah. Okay. That's, um, that's, that's my philosophy that. now. For now on. I can't believe you said that. That's disgusting, Oscar. I'm ashamed of you. That's my that's my role in the friendship is to be disgusting. I'm 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 ashamed. Oh yeah, pardon me. <laughs> pardon me for mm. making a funny joke. It wasn't even funny. It was just disgusting. I'm proud of you. Actually, proud of you for that. I'm comment. not. You've heard it here first. You Oscar wanks onto people. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar's a little freak, mate. He just doesn't show it. Um, have you got any? Have you got any wise words for the listeners out there? Yeah, don't wank on someone unless uh, you know what. That's gonna go in a horrible, horrible. Only direction. wank on someone if they if they want it, do it. Don't be boring. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Hey, is, that, is that your only? Is that your only advice? Wise, wise words. Um. No. Don't, don't be a dick in life. Yeah, that's, that's deep. Yeah. Well, she might like it, dude. I got Jesus, spot. bro, what's what like... going on? We, I, I think we need to take some time apart from this friendship. Bro. I, guys, he's corrupted. Guys. Oscar, he's corrupted. Yeah, by you. Nah, fuck off. Anyway. Thanks. Anyway, don't forget, shag him before you bag him. This has been What's On Your Mind. My name is Brad, and... I'm here again with my friend Oscar. Yep. I'm doing the outro this time. I hope you guys did enjoy this episode. We'll be back next Wednesday at 10 a.m. 10 a.m.? Yes, 10 a.m. Um, with a pretty deep subject that I'm going to talk to Oscar about. Um, I'm actually going to talk to him about it after this episode. But I hope you guys did enjoy. Remember, don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Love you. Leave you. Goodbye.